This is There Goes My Money. All right, everyone. Welcome to another There Goes My Money. It's been a while since we recorded, but we have a pretty big topic today to talk about. And because the episode numbers really don't matter, I'm going to call this episode 574.99 for for reasons. This is, of course, the uh, HasLab Unicron. There Goes My Money. And I think that's been the consensus on the internet is there goes our money. <laughs> so today I have with me Kevin from Unicron.com. Hello. How's everything going? Going wonderful, thanks. Awesome. I'm, uh, happy to uh, be on and uh, chat about this this project, of course, with you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, Kevin, I get to see when we go up to uh, New York for the Hasbro Toy Fair events, uh, New York Comic Con events. And he was actually lucky enough to get to go to San Diego Comic-Con and see this Unicron in person. So I am super excited to talk to you about that. Well, thank you. Happy to have an opportunity to uh, share thoughts even yeah. further. So Super jealous also. I, I, I must say that. Uh, and then let's just go ahead and talk about this is HasLab Unicron, which is uh, HasLab is their crowdfunding platform to see if there's enough interest to make a product. And on HasLab Unicron, it, which they're calling Transformers War for Cybertron Unicron, which War for Cybertron is the current trilogy we're in. Uh, and we're only in the first part of the trilogy, which is Siege. We still have yet to uncover the next two parts of the trilogy. Which so I would assume. Actually, yeah, let's let me touch on that though, because that's a, you bring up an interesting point. It's it's weird to me that they're calling it <laughs> that they're calling it Generations War for Cybertron. It, I mean, they could just call it Selects and not have that line in there. It makes me wonder: Could Unicron have something to do with uh, the Netflix series that's coming on? Because of course that would get people bananas if if we had a chance to uh, to see Unicron in this form. And so far, right, the, the story is all like, I would presume in the past, we're back on Cybertron, this is before they leave, uh, right? So Unicron exists. Yeah, uh, definitely. And so the they could have just done that without, so that's the one thing that's been going in the back of my head, like, oh man, that would be awesome. I would love to see him uh, take on a role again. So who knows? We'll see. Yeah. I mean, he had a pretty long role in uh, the Unicron trilogy. I mean, he got a whole trilogy named after him. <laughs> well that too yeah but uh it this is you need eight thousand backers uh by the end of august 31st so we have roughly as of this recording 29 days five hours and 43 minutes and i haven't refreshed in a couple minutes so that's probably a little bit off uh but we're at 2159 backers so we're Far away from the eight thousand that we need, and it is uh five seventy four ninety nine. So this is seventy five dollars more than the Haslab barge, which was the first Haslab project for Star Wars. Uh, and that just got barely over eight thousand, and that's what worries me because a Star Wars is a much larger property. Uh. Star Wars fans are willing to spend a little bit more money maybe than Transformers fans. Uh, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, lots of thoughts. Are you so so do you think that the Star Wars toy collecting community is 
as big as Transformers? I don't know. I think it is. They're older, right? Star Wars came out years before. And so the ones that have been around and collecting the toys since the earlier days are older. And you would think, therefore, have more money. They don't care about a $600 barge or whatever it costs. Um, if it's what they wanted, I would think they'd have more money to spend because just because by virtue of the fact that they're older. Um, so, yeah, $600, you're getting close to it is a big number for people. I think for especially as many younger Transformer fans as there are. Um, I've often wondered like just how many, how many of us are there that are willing to say, I see this thing at, even at 600 bucks, like I, I must find a way. Um, I see a lot of people asking about like payment plans, like, which I mean, <laughs> that's what credit cards are for. Um, yeah. so I'm not sure how, like are these, a lot of people that like don't have credit cards or not old enough to get them. Like that's a lot of the comments we've got on our site. Um, but because a lot of people want it. Like pretty much the obje only objection I see is price. Um, well, we can get into some of the other things, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's a, 8,000 is a big number. And initially they were saying just in North America only. And I thought, holy moly, that's really, uh, that's, it seems like a hard number to hit. Uh, yeah. But, but yeah, then, then what? So, so we, I saw a thing on, on Weibo about, um, them, you know, being available for sale there, uh, actually in the dollar amount translated over whatever the Chinese currency is, uh, was a little bit more than that would help, but it doesn't seem like those numbers are being reflected in the, in the counter that we have currently. So a lot right. of unknowns. And, and before we get into that, cause I think that's a big subject in itself. Uh, you <clears throat> mentioned the credit cards, which is, is great. And I thank you for bringing that up. Uh, please, you know, Go out and sign up. There are credit cards out there that are interest-free on purchases for so many months. So if you wait, it, it, it's probably within the first month you have interest-free. So you can get a credit card, a new credit card that has interest-free for like 12 months and you know pay 75 bucks a month for a couple months to get this paid off and sign up for that credit card and, and, and there's your payment plan. If you can swing that and you don't want to pay 75 or you know 575 dollars up front plus taxes so roughly 600 depending on where you live uh yeah uh go out and do a credit card uh go out and sign up for one <laughs> like us encouraging people this, this is a good topic for your uh your show title with uh, please sign up for a find a credit card so you can you can spread out the payments on these things yeah it's uh that's funny. Now, what Hasbro <laughs> should do is Hasbro should, uh, you know, offer their own credit card and maybe do interest free for uh, <laughs> that way they can bill themselves, you know, and they're getting the money up front or because uh, a lot of companies do that. Like if you have a Best Buy credit card or, you know, a Staples credit card or whatever it is, it's through, yeah. it's through a credit card company. So right, a Hasbro credit card. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> There's your payment plan. There's your payment it. plan. You just have to have good credit. And and most of the time, you know, credit cards, even if you have no credit, they're going to give you like a $500 limit. So, you know, if you can get like a $750 limit, this will this will cover it. If you uh yeah, I don't I don't know. I feel guilty encouraging people to rush out and buy a credit card, but um well, if you're the gonna heck? Be in the name of Unicron, yes, it. it's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> Unicron commands it. Oh my god. Awful. But as you were saying too, the eight uh, we were initially told is only U.S. and Canada, and now 
we haven't been told anything other than that. But if you go on to Karatomi Mall's website, and of course it is translated, they do have commercialized with 8,000 units achieved worldwide. Acceptance starts at Zakaratomi Mall in Japan, too. So they are accepting uh, re- reservations in Japan for this. And it is, I, I never did the translation, but 75,600 yen. Um, yeah, that sounds like I, a lot. I, <laughs> there's no <laughs> counter. There's no counter on Takaratomi Mall's uh, site, so we have no idea how many people reserved it. It, if they did, it doesn't look like it's being in, factored into uh, Hasbro's numbers yet at the Hasbro Pulse site of two thousand one hundred fifty-nine. At least I hope not, because if they are being factored in that number, we're definitely hurting. Yeah, the other the other number that I expected to like see a visual like bump a spike like oh is when you know uh, the online retailers were getting on board and offering it for a slight markup uh and as a as a uh courtesy to people that they would ship to you know uh let's see uk england uh uh australia germany some of the other countries currently outside of limits i would think when when those sources like Big Bad Toy Store and TF Source and and Chosen Prime started all uh, you know putting up this or this item for international shipping, I thought, oh great! So I would I would am questioning whether or not so if you know Big Bad's had you know two hundred orders or or a hundred orders, have they like what found twenty people <laughs> to each sign up for uh, a has Hasbro Pulse account and have they placed their orders with Hasbro Pulse yet for those that have come in? I think I hope that, not. Yeah, I agree. I think that would be a manual process that towards the end, Big Bad Toy Store is going to have to give them, or even weekly, they would have to give them numbers like, okay, we reserved 50 this week, and then they put them down for 50 because it's limit five for a normal person, but I'm assuming you know, a direct channel like Big Bad Toy Store. Now, Big Bad Toy Store is a direct channel for Hasbro. So I'm assuming they would be able to say like, okay, I want I want 50. And then the next week they'll be like, okay, we got another 25. So now we're up to 75. And I, I believe that's how they would do it manually because they can't go one for one. Uh, you know, call up Hasbro or send something into Hasbro every time they get one order. That that just doesn't seem feasible. Um, well, and I would think they'd have they have terms like net thirty, um, and and I wouldn't think a, a retailer would be okay with saying, okay, sure, let's um, I'll I'll pay you a year in advance before this toy even comes out. Um, I don't know. Maybe they would. I don't know. I think with this one they would have to. I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of unknowns here, but yeah. right now all we see is that ticker at only just barely over two thousand, and and yet means another six to go. I think I don't know. It's uh, it's scary. But that's an interesting <laughs> thing. Like Big Bad Toy Store is a di- direct distributor. TF Source and Ch- Chosen Prime, and and if I'm missing any other stores, uh, Taobao. I, I've seen it on Taobao. So they're going through a distributor like say like entertainment earth uh because i know some people use them to get their transformers products so 
that's also going to have to be a manual process. So their Entertainment Earth is going to have to get the orders from those other stores if that's who they're dealing with, and then turn that number into Hasbro. So there's definitely going to be some numbers going in, uh, either you know weekly, biweekly, or at the end. Yep. So I I mean it it is definitely making me bite my nails a little bit. <laughs> it's ambitious. Um, I will what I what I will say in talking to people at the Hasbro booth at San Diego Comic Con was, in, and even even a little correspondence since is that um, where and I've said like, holy moly, I'm really nervous about this. They've said you know no cause to panic. But everybody obviously would would all like to already be there and want the number higher. Uh, but it's not, they're not panicking about it. It's, it's good and steady is, is how they would put it. And the momentum is good, even though until it hits 8,000, I'm not very, <laughs> I'm not really, I'm not going to relax. Oh yeah. And, and, and really the last week of this is going to be like torture. Right. Right. Because I, th- I think 4, it's going to come down. It's going to come down to last minute. Oh man. <laughs> What day of the week is the 31st? I haven't looked. Is that who <laughs> watching the clock? Let's see. Uh, the 31st is a Saturday night. Okay. So Sunday is either going to be uh, a day of celebration <laughs> or <laughs> a day of mourning. Right. Right. Now, he's 27 inches tall in robot mode, 30 inches tall or wide. I guess he's, he's a sphere uh in in planet mode uh those are some of the facts that we got he he's gonna have and i think you would have saw this in person he's gonna have movable eyes is that correct but the weird part for me in thinking about this is movable eyes why would you make the eyes movable if they don't light up that's a good question i asked the point blank are there any electronics and he he was quite uh you know, there was no hesitation. He said no. Right. And and on uh, Takara Tomi's website, it, it even says uh, batteries, no battery required. So that mm. leads me to believe that there will be no electronics in this. But the eye gimmick just really, really throws me off. Light Why you would have movable eyes? Because basically he has a green, uh, a, a translucent green plastic for the eye. And it looks like there's some details behind it. It doesn't look like he has an eyeball. You know, it's funny that you're asking these, like you having been to New York and, you know, with me at toy fair all these years, do you find that like, after you go, you find, I, I find that I look more closely at the toys in my photos than I, than I had time to like when I'm there looking at it like a detail like that is one that unless i made a real point to do it would have escaped me there's one or two pictures we got in san diego that i'm where i'm really looking at it as close as i can and yeah there's something else going on there that i think they just haven't told us yet but that's to be determined um i i will be surprised if they don't have like a shattered eye you know like the junkie on ship just crashed through it kind of look well Um, there is yeah that's got to be in there, but we definitely didn't see it. Right. Um, if you look at some of the renders, uh, one of them on Hasbro Pulse, you can see the face, uh, and he has purple on the face. That the That is the piece that's replaceable to where uh. you can do the damaged face, because on the Tomy Mall, it actually has a uh, 
product content and it's Unicron Body 1, Ring Parts 24, Thorn Parts 4, Cap 1, I don't know what the cap is, Replacement Face, Destruction Face 1, so that is the one with the damaged eyes, Sand and the Stand Parts 3. And those are, and it says this product is under planning, so each of the parts, the number of parts may change. But it, it looks like, and I'm not sure why they didn't just come out and say, hey, it's going to have a damaged face replacement. Well, the explanation is because they want to keep there being some new feature to keep everybody talking about it every day of the week from now until until it dies down enough. So maybe soonish we'll see something else new come out. Right. Because it's not really like a uh, a hidden feature because even on one of the renders on Hasbro Pulse, he has the damaged eyes. Right. Let's let's go back and talk a little bit about size. We we should. Um, so I, we of course see it's been fun to kind of watch all the comments and you know I think most of the time when people are like it's not to scale with my masterpiece toys, mostly they're joking. I think, um, but. We should put our, and, and I tried to make this point in a kind of article or two uh, that we've written is that, you know, if you put your, you know, you're a toy designer hat on for a minute, you, you have to ask like, okay, well, what is an ideal size for this thing to be? Like, we all want it bigger, the bigger, the better for sure. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't want to live in it. I mean, that's what people say. Like it, it, for it to be the right size, you would have to live in it. Right. Like, well, right. Right. I don't want No, that. you don't. <laughs> You wouldn't want that, and obviously, even if you threw out cost and everybody had to sign up for a mortgage, 30-year mortgage for the thing, like, obviously, it can be too big and too expensive. Um, the, the size, it does not translate into photographs. When, you know, you can see a tape measure, and, and there are a lot of toys where you see them, and then you're still surprised at how big or how small something is that don't, does not really translate in, in photography the way you want it to. Um, and definitely this is one of those. Um, I think the reason why is because for, for everyone who was around in the Unicron trilogy days and they saw those, those rings, like you, you assume that the rings around Cybertron are approximately the same size. I think your, your brain creates this optical illusion like, oh, um, it's about the same size as the Armada toy. And it's not like the ring, the rings are not. And, and because of that, that optical illusion exists where your brain sees the picture and thinks it's a lot smaller than it really is. Yeah. yeah. What, what I will say is like, if you made it any bigger, it would be really, really hard to transform this thing. It's going to be hard now. Like you pick up a 20 pound dumbbell. It's not light. Um, <laughs> and I think it's going to take, well, you've seen that picture where, there's like a video where they show Takara engineers and there's like three or four of them that are like standing around it, having to transform it. Like it'll be a real, real task for one person to transform this toy. If it was any bigger, if it's any much bigger, I feel like it would necessarily require that there's more than one person in order to transform it. And that's, it's impractical. It, no one would like that. Right. At, really at that point. And I tell people all the time, uh, this has come up in topic on like Radio Free Cybertron. You know, it's 19 pounds, and what I picture picture in my head when I think of 19 pounds is a bowling ball. Right. And then go. That's heavy. <laughs> you know, obviously a bowling. This can't be as dense as a bowling ball. So you know, blow that up. It's it's beach ball sized. It, it it is. And again, I 
I try to make this point as often as I can when posting pictures. Like, I, I, I really do not think there will be people that once they get it in hand, look at this thing, they set it up on their kitchen table. <laughs> no one's going to think, oh, man, I wish it was bigger. Because it would be totally, it's, I mean, it's, at the end of the day, it's still got to be a toy. Right. And I, well, and me personally, I don't collect statues. I don't want a non-transforming thing. So this is, this is the compromise. You can't have everything. And it's as big as I think it can possibly be with where it's still a toy. So yeah, size wise, I think, I think they surely put a lot of thought into it and what's going to get the most number of people happy at, at, you know, at which size, uh, definitely had to be bigger than the Unicron toy. Oh Um, yeah, absolutely. So yeah. And it is. It's dramatically bigger. So anyway, that's my thoughts on size. Yeah. Um, now, I did watch your interview with John Warden from SDCC, which where do people go if they want to see that? Uh, you can come to our Facebook page, uh, uni- uh, facebook.com slash unicroncom. Uh, if you just look up and it's uh, the highlighted featured video right at the top uh, on our Facebook feed. I also have it on YouTube. Uh, we have a YouTube channel. Uh, you just look up unicron.com on Facebook, and it's the top featured video there. Uh, a lot of people have seen it. <laughs> I'm really pleased with the... I, I wish it had translated into more people buying it, and we had our 8,000, and that's it. I was going to um, say, is it more than 8,000 that have seen that video so far? <laughs> so far, well, according to Facebook's counters, over 40,000 people have watched it. So yeah, um, That's not bad. It's, it's, it's a lot, for, and it's only been up for like a week. Um, so... And another six or something on, on YouTube, separate videos. But it's the same thing. Yeah, you can see, see either of them there. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. What were you asking about the, the interview? Well, I was gonna, what I was going to say about the interview is one, one thing you brought up, uh, John Morden, in the video is that, you know, possibly the head might be able to be removed. That it doesn't right now, but that doesn't mean that they might not be able to work that feature in before it goes into production. Yeah, it actually came up. Once before, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, so Flint Dilly was there. He's the, I don't know, editor or something of Transformers the movie. Um, and he brought it up at the Hasbro panel. He's like, well, if I could see anything, I wish I want that head to detach. So I kind of think that they're holding that out maybe or that they were thinking about adding it. Maybe they were thinking about adding it, possibly uh, gauging fan reaction and then um, just didn't have it available in the prototype, so they didn't talk about it. I don't know, but I that seems it seems possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I would not at all be surprised. I'd almost be more surprised if it didn't at this point. Um, so we'll see. I do feel like you know this this project started or the the crowdfunding started about what fifteen days ago. Yep. So at this point, I feel like Hasbro needs to give us something else, you know, substantial uh, soon. Uh, the, the, the funding has sort of slowed down from what we can see from the Hasbro Pulse site. Yep. So I, I really hope that they're going to give us something. Just, just keep us interested. Even if it's just more (laughs) videos, uh, on it. Uh, They will. Tell us what the head's going to do. Show us the movable eye feature that apparently this thing's going to have, uh, there, there's Yeah, we didn't get to see the, we didn't get to see that claw thing either. And oh my God, that video. I can just sit like when you rotate in planet mode, you rotate that piece around and then all the teeth kind of come out yeah. in unison. Oh God, I love that. Now, the other <laughs> thing I wanted to ask you uh, on my Twitter at uh, diecast two, I did a poll and we had about, I think we had almost like 
300 people reply to the poll. And I said, is Unicron too yellow? Should it be a little bit more orange? And Uh. 75% of the people who answered said yes. Now, you actually saw this thing in person. Is it more yellow or orange in person? Um, I would I would agree with those, and I suspect they would listen to that feedback. These are <clears throat> still prototype. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm, I I think it did look pretty yellow, and I I wouldn't mind if it was a little more orangey as well. Okay, because I know John Morden said they 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 painted it off the deco sheet to try and keep it. Uh, to, to what you saw is actually what you were going to get, but I hope I really really hope there's going to be uh a change to that color just to make it even just a little bit more orange uh would be i think a great a great deal uh of a good step forward on this thing i agree and i and i bet they'll they'll hear that feedback and it's still a long ways enough away that i suspect they'll they'll listen to that so but yes i think it was a little it did look a little too yellow than ideal for me yeah and uh god i felt like there was just something else on the tip that I wanted to ask is it? Oh, well, we should talk about we, sh- we should talk about silhouette of this thing because that that was another really sort of important thing and, and a highlight that I walked away from thinking about. So, uh, you know, a lot of people are like Ted talked about. Oh, the gigantic backpack and oh my gosh, all those panels on the leg. So, uh, for those who had not seen the video, uh, Warden talks about um, that. You know, so so they looked at all these different ways of making a perfect sphere turn into a robot. And he said, <clears throat> if you if you have all of the planet panels uh, incorporated into his body parts, then the robot mode's not going to have the silhouette, the the outline that that you really want. It's going to look more like you know, like Cosmos. He brought up, and, and you think about like here's this super round flying saucerish looking thing. And, and every part of him looks really quite round, and we're okay with that because that's what we're used to seeing. But, you know, there'd be way too many very circular parts, like his hands, his arms, all would look sort of cosmosy if you didn't have those panels. So, you, you, you know, you, there's design uh, compromises that have to be made, I think, when they, were, when they were doing this. And you say, well, would you rather there be a backpack or would you rather it look, you know, rounded robot forms like Cosmos? And for me personally, I'll definitely take the backpack. There, the panels fold all up. Um, he said, you know, I think when I asked the question of like, well, can you just take them off? He, he was kind of quick to say like, oh, well, no, no, you can, they all stay interconnected to one another. And I think, I think he answered that way because he was, he was imagining or thinking that most people wanted them to all stay connected. Me personally, I would want them to stay connected. But if you're a person who's saying like, oh, I, I want it in robot mode to not have those there, uh, my guess is that you probably can take them off. But, uh, you know, I would say yes, too. Yeah, I don't I don't know. And I think he answered that way because he was trying to be specific to, to try to diffuse the whole, you know, commentary of like, oh, it's going to be a parts former. You put it into kind of a roundish thing and then you have to put all these things on it later. Right. Like, I don't I don't think he he wanted to diffuse that. Um, so. And I and I think you know ultimately at the end of the day I would not want this thing to look rounded like a cosmos type robot and and you really do like as I was looking at this thing in in planet mode even like from the back you realize like in the movie you see Unicron in planet mode from all over every angle even like the back side of the planet the southern hemisphere the northern where it's kind of got that like icier 
kind of look like silvery metal up at the poles. Like you see those. And if you don't, if you don't cover those with some kind of those very spherical planet panels, it's going to look like, I mean, turn over, turn, turn the Armada Unicron over on the backside. It's not even hardly ball shaped. Yeah. Um, you know, you would not want that. I would not want that. So ultimately, if you want something that transforms, these panels have to go somewhere. And to me, I can't think of a better spot for them. Although, sure, it's sort of an obtrusive backpack and big bunch of stuff behind his legs. But I don't, I don't see any other solution for it. I don't like the other options. So um, that was another big topic that came up a lot on our site. Uh, people talking about that. So I yeah, wanted to touch and, on that. And, and as you were saying, I, I don't know how many people... Uh, saw the original G1 prototype Unicron, but that basically is <laughs> very round. Right. <laughs> That's another perfect example. Like it looks like a ball yeah. with a head and legs coming out of it. It's horrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's terrible. <laughs> right. You would not want that either. <laughs> um, what do you think about uh the head specifically, like the chin? Uh, cause people pointed this out and, and I've watched the 1986 movie, uh, you know, 50 times. And I never really realized in the movie that there was two variations on his face. Um, do you like the variation they picked? Because I almost, I almost would have preferred the more pointed, uh, chin look for Unicron. Well, okay. So we already know that there's another face thing. Um, just the eyes, just like the piece, uh, the eyes and the nose, the, the chin and the mouth stay. Yeah, we, well, we don't for sure know that, but, um, yeah, I, I noticed, certainly did notice that there's like, there's, and I mean, that's the whole thing about, you know, cell animated, trying to make a masterpiece out of something that was originally cell animated. Like it looks a little different in every scene. Um, I think personally, I probably would have preferred a goatee down there under his chin. Kind of adds to that silhouette and characteristic of him. Um, but I'm not, I'm not convinced that it's not going to be one of the, you know, addable features. Like you said, there's two different, there's a couple of different models that they drew from. Uh, very well could be that we still, we have that option that you could use whichever one you prefer. Um, he did make a big deal about like, cause in a lot of scenes, you see him with sharp, pointy fangs. And in other scenes, you see none. And he made it a point to talk about how there's like a double jointed thing within his head where you move the teeth totally out of the way. The prototype, now, now he showed me this, um, the prototype, um, you could push the teeth down and have his mouth open, but something about the prototype wouldn't let it stay there. So in order to show, you know, here's what it looks like, no teeth. They had to close it again. This is a more was a was a function. He told me of it being a prototype, but that you would be able to do that ultimately is to have like a no teeth look if you prefer that. So so that's cool. Um, yeah. Do we should we talk about? <laughs> I don't know. Am I running long? Because I could keep going. On no, 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 no. I I I love it. I mean, okay. I would say <laughs> if, if the head does pop off, if we could get two heads, a damaged. I would love to have a damaged head to just sit next to it or, or something kind of like they right. did with the, uh, uh, what Unicron came with that little, uh, that little bonus head or no, it was Cybertron. It was Primus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Primus came with like a little damaged Unicron head, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, I, I would love to also chat about, um, another aspect of, of this thing. 
which was is the transformation. So they invited us, the the you know fan site people, out to this thing the, before the concert, uh, the Vince DiCola concert, and they had oh I have to pull up his name, but the the senior designer for for Takara, uh, one of the senior engineers there. I think uh, in the absence, I think Hideaki Yoki uh, has retired or retired fairly recently, and now this guy has kind of. Uh, come up through the ranks and is now like the head designer of Transformers for Takara, doing whatever parts of it they do. Uh, he's the guy that introduced him as the guy that created Star Saber, actually. Um, anyway, so he was there uh, quite specifically because he wanted us all to record a video of him transforming the toy. That was going to be a big thing. Um, and it's a big design feature of this toy that they wanted it to transform exactly, well, again, exactly, but you know, very, very similarly to what you see in, it's like the most dramatic transformation of all time when Unicron turns from planet mode into robot. And, and like where, for example, where the arms come out of the back of this thing and they kind of unfold out of the back and then they kind of have that little hinge like thing. Um, I think they were, they were so, so they, they brought them out initially in robot mode. Um, and they said, Oh, so take all the pictures, but we're going to, we're going to transform him into, uh, uh, planet mode and then transform him back because it's the prototype we think will show better going from planet mode into robot mode. Um, or no, the other way around, it going from planet mode into, into robot mode. So like it does in the film. Well, they, they brought it behind this curtain where they transformed it. And, you know, one of the Hasbro people kind of came back and like, yeah, I don't know if you, good thing we don't all speak Japanese fluently. You probably hear a few, swear words coming from the back (laughs) something broke on this prototype which you know uh, i would love to have seen this thing transform for sure but ultimately i I even told them like if if it broke if the prototype broke when we're all sitting there filming it that might have been more hard done more harm than good right Uh, ultimately i'd rather i'd rather not see it and just be told for now because again like it's pretty understandable you got a a 19 pound toy not even made of regular abs plastic that they're going to try to transform it does not surprise me at all that something broke on it um but i know they're really disappointed that we didn't get to see that feature yeah that uh, was the resin model right so the resin right. model is is they're very delicate super delicate right <laughs> exactly so yes something happened on the inside of this thing. And he's like, Oh, if you see any super glue coming out of the sides, you know, don't, <laughs> don't photograph that. <laughs> I mean, what they, what they should do, uh, since that didn't work out the way they wanted is, uh, why not do like a, a, a render train, a, a render transformation or some sort of, you know, video to the music that they used in the 1986 movie and just have it go from planet into robot mode, uh, in like, yeah, you know, as a, uh, what would they call that? Like a short video, like a GIF or something. I mean, that would would be awesome to to be able to see it and you don't have to see someone fumbling their hands through it. You can just, you know, it'll be the exact same transformation just in computerized format. Right. I, I, yeah, and that's almost, I wouldn't say completely unprecedented, but like where, where the designers are trying to have it, you know, turn from one thing into the other and get both of those modes perfect, but also like as much time as there was and sort of like all of our memories on remembering like 
practically frame by frame of how the, what it looked like when it was transforming, that they wanted to duplicate that also. Uh, it's like, yeah, this is obviously dream project. And what they seem to prioritize uh, is what I would have wanted them to. So, huh. <laughs> I hope it gets made. I want to do that. I want to transform that thing. <laughs> and to talk about Dream Project, you and I were both there at New York Comic Con when they announced HasLab and they said they were going to do the barge. And they said, well, we might, mo you know, depending on how the barge does, we might open it up to other properties. And I think you and I both said at the same time, Unicron. Yeah. Yep. And have been asking for Unicron <laughs> ever since. <laughs> ever since. So, right. They do listen. I mean, we're, we're yes, we're media, but we're we're fan media. Uh, so they do listen to the fans. Absolutely. Yep. And I, I I can't thank Hasbro enough and everyone who's worked on this project so far. Uh, for you know basically getting this done. Uh, for us the fans, which we've been asking for since since forever. Yeah. Right. Uh, for uh, well, at least since Haslab. Uh, I, I mean, I've been asking for a new Unicron for a while. Uh, I thought we had a chance before Haslab in getting that, and maybe a Titan class. Uh, this obviously is a much better choice. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred dollar. I mean, yeah, a Titan class costs what a hundred and fifty or something now in most yeah. places, and so that's that's only slightly larger than like what did they sell when they had to reissue. Cybertron Primus a couple of years ago uh, for the last night. Like that was, he was like, Oh, 170. No, 150. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I remember being totally outrageous, but like, yeah, I don't, I don't know that if you take the Armada toy again, you could make it that much better, that dramatic. So this is, seems like the only way that you ever get what you really want, which is something as big as it can be to be practical. Yeah. So, hmm. What other features before we uh, before we close up the show? What other features do you think they could add to this uh, to kind of entice people a little bit more? More, I, I know there's been talks of like maybe a little Galvatron that he could eat, or a ship, or what do you think? <laughs> well, that's interesting. I had I mostly been focused on stuff with his head, you know. I, I wondered if they would get into um, the like internals, like in the in the like when Springer and everybody are like escaping and Jazz and Bumblebee are escaping the, the like lava vats. I wondered and I've looked at the pictures, so I don't I don't see them there. Like if they would think to incorporate I think they've been called antibodies, like you know those little like hook like pinchers on a on a yeah. rope that kinda like they come at Springer and RC as they're kinda running out trying to escape. I wondered if they might incorporate some of those things. Um, but at the end of the day, like, I think that would compromise the, the robot mode or the planet mode. If you put too much of like here, imagine this like as a base kind of a thing. Um, yeah. I mean, but, but, and I just thought of this as you were saying that, uh, they could do some details on the back of the panels, right. That you would be able to see when you're transforming it. Right. Um, Maybe something along those lines. Um, I mean, if if this gets produced, I really hope they make an Arbliss and Krennix. Um, God, I would love that. <laughs> I don't think there's ever been one of either of those characters. Is like, yeah, you know that you know who I'm talking about. They escaped from the planet as he's in, in, uh, from Lathone. Oh yeah, yeah. I I was actually hoping uh, th 
not to get third party in here, but I was actually hoping uh, a third party might take a crack at them. I think Impossible Toys took a crack at some uh, some things like that, and now Xtransbots seems to be taking a little bit of a crack at uh, Autobot Spike. Yeah, yeah. I I have they, they I this was years and years ago, early days of of uh, third party stuff. But I have like a I had a sort of like like a vinyl model of an Arbliss once before, and even a Quinison or something. And uh, I know I I, I want a Hasbro one. I want an official like maybe transforming Arbliss. I don't know. I, that's they're not going to put that in the middle of this toy. But um, that to me would sweeten the deal even more. Like not that I, it's already where I I what I want, but. Um, yeah, you can't accessorize this thing too much. Yeah, junkie on ship, that'd be pretty sweet. Um, who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I guess that's everything we have to talk about right now. And I just want to remind everyone, if you want to get in on this, go to HasbroPulse.com and just click on HasLab. And uh, there's two HasLabs running right now. So make sure you click on the right one. The uh, blue one, the fuzzy blue one with the eyes for two ninety nine is not the right one. Uh, that <laughs> one only has three hundred ninety five backers of three thousand. So I don't know if Cookie Monster is gonna make it. That's such a sad sentence. <laughs> yeah, but I I'd rather him not make it if it means if you're trying to decide between Cookie Monster and Unicron, definitely go for the Unicron. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but. August 31st is the deadline for this. Uh, as, you, as you can see with the barge, if you, if you go on eBay and you look at the barge, uh, the price has skyrocketed uh, for that barge. Oh, has it? Oh, yeah. How much is it worth? How much, I, I'd love to know that, actually. I mean, people are what? selling it for like eight $900, I guess. Oh. So, and originally... It's it was- hard. I mean, that's another thing, though, that's really kind of hard to imagine. Because, like, no one's going to be able to or be able to afford you know, stockpiling these things, but it it really is easy to imagine as many people like you put this thing on display after it's made and it's not available anywhere else. This seems like the kind of thing that has the, you know, and and it's only, you know, not sold at any retail. It seems like the sort of project that could have huge aftermarket value after it's said and done. Oh yeah. But God, is it a huge risk? Like you're going to go out and buy three more of them on the hopes that it skyrockets it might um but if they've already made eight thousand i don't know i don't know it's definitely a thought that's gone through my head like could i buy more of these with the idea that these things are going to increase in value significantly um it's interesting all those people that wanted payment plans in five or ten years they're going to say no what will it take just name your price and i'll buy it yeah i have more money now i should have got it back then and i didn't I wish that I had it. Right, exactly. I, I, that's very plausible. So I, I did buy an extra one for myself beyond the one I want for myself. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So did I. I, I, I did too because I, I don't know if I want to have one in each mode or I, I, I'm not sure. Did you buy two? Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask? Okay, yeah. I bought two so far and I'm thinking about the third one just on that chance that it super skyrockets, but we'll see. <laughs> right. I, I, I would almost... You know, I'm going to see how it is if it towards the end, if we're close (laughs) and I think it's going to help us, I'm definitely buying another one. (laughs) Right. Anything in the name of getting this thing to that 8,000. I love it. Right. And I I just, I can't imagine this not being produced because the last thing I guess we should talk about before we close, they've put a lot of time in 
designing and getting prototypes ready for this thing, which a lot of people say a large business like that, you know, if it doesn't hit their 8,000, they can just write it off as a loss, which I guess that's true. There's still a lot of costs that they haven't, they haven't made the molds for it yet. Obviously, they, they don't have the materials for it yet. They don't have the factory time for it yet. They don't have the packaging for it yet. Um, they don't have shipping costs yet. So there would be, there would still be a ton of things that they would save by not letting the project go through, but they would definitely be taking a loss if they don't have it go through. Well, not just that, but I think also like what the fan reaction will be like, not the least of which you and I heckling everyone has bro forever please make it anyway um forever if they don't i think it would be a pr hit if they didn't um for those that want it as badly as we do but yeah i don't know <laughs> at the end of the day it's got to make money or they won't do it so um they got to do they got it hopefully the fandom shows up and, and it happens and we don't have to have this conversation we need your help we need we need the help of <laughs> Every Transformer fan, or I was even saying eighties movie fans, because it falls into that range. Of, right. You know, if you have the means and you want this, you know, this is going to be your only opportunity. They're not going to repaint this a thousand times. They're not going it, to. It's going to be a one and done type of thing. So that's, that's all we have. What's that? Yeah. So. uh Ending on that note, that's all we have this week for There Goes My Money. Thank you, Kevin, so much for being on. Kevin from Unicron.com. Uh, is there any other ways uh, the fans can uh, reach out to you? I know you said you have a Facebook page. Want to see? Oh, thank you. It was great having you on, and uh, hopefully, we'll get to do a follow up. There goes my money when we actually get these in hand. If that happens, uh, not, even, not even hit the credit cards. Just hit our hit our house. I guess you could say. It, it's, it, and that's. I guess that's the other thing we didn't mention that we should mention uh, is that if it does get backed. You should get this in early 2021. So that that's that's when I really want to sit down and talk with you again and just just you know gush over how awesome this is. <laughs> I'll be on any time, Jackass. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time, guys. Bye bye. This has been there goes my money. 